0: Hi, and welcome to the Cosmic Pulse, the Aries Ingress episode. Today, we welcome Katanya Hartwell and Alex Trenoweth to talk to us about investing in our future, pioneering astrological education for children. Katanya Hartwell, NCGR Level 1, director and co-creator of IAA's children courses, has over 10 years as a Waldorf educator, and she teaches the primary ages of the IAA classes, approximately grade ages six to nine or grades one to three. And Alex Trenwith teaches the high school IAA classes, and she is the author of Growing Pains and Mirror Mirror, published in 2020. And she is also the director for of education for Kepler College. And is the Cosmic Intelligence Agency Agent of the Year of 2022 and runs Rohini Academy Astrology. And she also is the designer of the Zodiac Watches by TOF of London. So thank you both for being here to talk to us and share with our listeners about the International Academy of Astrology's children's classes. Welcome, Katanya and Alex. Thank you. Thank and you so much. yeah, thank you so much for being here. and I may be off on this, but I think IAA is the only school that I know of currently that is offering children's courses for astrology.
1: that's, it, uh, that's correct as far as I know.
0: yeah and and mm-hmm. could you share with us? What inspired these astrology courses for children or how this came about and the aims for teaching children astrology? So if there's a you know parent or guardians um who are wondering or considering like what would be the benefit for offering children astrology courses? Katanya, would you like to yeah.
2: so um I guess it was maybe three years ago, and uh, there was a board meeting and and uh, they were discussing some of the feedback that they were getting from different participants. And it used to be that uh, they would get feedback of why are you interested in astrology or what drew you to study astrology? And, and people would say that it was something that they started looking into when they were adults. And more recently, they've been getting feedback Saying, oh well, I was kind of interested in it because I heard my mom talking about it, or I heard my grandma talking about it when I was younger, and and I thought, well, you know, maybe we should look at bringing it to children more formally. And one of the um, the ladies who was in charge of curriculum, I'm not sure if she's still there, um, said, oh, if we only had a Waldorf teacher. And my my stepmom Ina said actually I know a Waldorf teacher, she's my stepdaughter. So she contacted me to ask me about what that would look like from a Waldorf perspective and uh, and how you could uh, teach children in a way that was geared towards their developmental kind of states of being and not necessarily from the same perspective that you would teach an adult. And so that's where it started and started to grow into uh, what could we do? How could we do this? Of course, so much of IAA is online. And at the time, it was during the pandemic, right right towards the beginning. So um, it seemed to fit in well with uh, how a lot of children were learning how to take classes online as well.
0: Great. And... And could you maybe share a little bit more for maybe those who might not be so familiar with Rudolf Steiner and that the approach is anthroposophic, if, if I've said that correctly?
2: Mm-hmm. Anthroposophic. Uh, so, those are really the underpinnings of the pedagogy in Waldorf education and not um, what's actually taught to the children, just to clarify that piece. That's a pretty big word most people haven't heard. Um, but the, I would say the 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 way I characterize Waldorf education uh, is very hands on learning, very much um, kind of observation and how we take our observations and incorporate those into um, into our own uh, thinking and our own feeling. And in Waldorf, there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of singing there's um, poems, and there's also artwork. So as you learn something new, then the next day you come back and you kind of remember what you learned the day before, and then have some type of artistic expression. And sometimes that's by reenacting a play, or sometimes it's writing a poem or saying a poem or singing a song that reminds you of the material that you learned. And, and so that's something that can be easily done in younger grades. And it gets to be more and more challenging as the children get into the the middle um elementary school years, sixth, seventh, eighth. Uh, so the, that looks a little bit more um of what people think of as normal school, but uh, very hands-on, very interactive, and just a way to, in in the case of applying Waldorf Education to teaching astrology to children, a way to bring it a very organic way that isn't um, isn't maybe so out there. I'm not sure what word to say ethereal, maybe it's not yeah. quite so ethereal. It's more uh, it's more interactive and, and hands-on type of experience.
0: And and I want to correct also that you also teach up to grade six. So there's a four to six mm-hmm. um, yes. part of the children's courses. Yes. And the other question I meant to also ask is, could you share a little bit about your astrology background, like how you came into astrology?
2: Yeah. And, and it tied in really nicely when we were first designing the course because i learned from my stepmom uh ina stanley and when she was learning it she would say things like oh that's your so you're being so talkative that's your gemini ascendant or uh, she might notice someone being very flamboyant and uh, projecting themselves out and go oh i bet that person's a leo and and she would just take ordinary types of situations, whether it was something we were watching on television or something we're seeing out in um, a restaurant when we're eating and bring it in, bring the astrology of the situation into that very, you know, mundane event. And she did it just kind of piecemeal little by little. And so it just became something that I learned as I went kind of thing. And when I got older and asked her questions as a teen and advice, uh, she brought a lot of astrology into those conversations as well to make meaning out of people's behavior. And it was just something that stuck with me my whole life in a, that provides me a way to understand human behavior and other people and outside of my own life experiences.
0: I I love that, that story, that model, because it reminds me of a model that is often in um, Indigenous, traditional Indigenous models of learning is learning through relationships. And that is something that is not really part of the public education you know like the um what's the word I'm looking for the the factory you know the style of schooling that it's built on today right. that you know it's the bell and like everybody go in and here's the bell and yeah um
2: be on so, time <laughs> yeah so, in your seats.
0: <laughs> yeah and it, it sounds like that organic experience that you had growing up is 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 you know, echoed in the Waldorf and what you're bringing to the, the elementary children's courses. So thank you for sharing that. And I like how you shared that feedback about how astrologers, um, you know, some discover it, you know, at different stages of life, but there it'd be interesting to do a survey and see how many astrologers actually were exposed like you were, or through a book. And then how many of them had to kind of um, seek it out on their own when they were adults, because it's not something that is, that I know that uh, that is taught in public education systems, or, you know, maybe the rarer private school that might be more alternative. And that brings me to, to Alex, because she's got a background in research and also has experience in education in various educational fields as well as her astrology school. So Alex could you share how you came to astrology and then share with how, what how you approach teaching the middle school and secondary courses of IAA?
1: Okay. Yes, um, I, I came to astrology um, very skeptical um, when I was about twelve. Twelve years old, my mother was reading horoscopes, and she must have had a, a you know a Sunday special or something. And I'm a I'm a Cancerian by sun, but my birthday is the twentieth of July, so I'm right on the edge. And um, she was describing Cancerians as being home loving and shy, and I thought, well, uh, that doesn't describe me at all. And um, so from then on, when someone asked me what my sun sign was, I'd always say, I'm on the cusp of Leo, never, ever acknowledging that I was a sun in Cancer. And when I was at university, I met a friend who looked at my chart and uh, or sorry, who, who said to me, um, you must be a Leo. And just to prove that astrology was a little rubbish, I said, no, I'm a Cancer. And she said, I bet that you have the moon in Leo. And I had never heard of such a thing. And so she did a rudimentary chart. And um, my sun was definitely in Cancer. My moon is definitely in Leo. And she says, if I done my calculations right, you're a Gemini rising. And your ruling planet is in Leo. And it just blew my mind. I just thought, wow, this is why I feel like a Leo. Because, you know, I have these two planets in there. Now, in terms of bringing it to, um, in- to a school, I have had extracurricular um, clubs and activities around astrology, but when I started working for a Christian Academy, um, I was banned from talking about astrology or uh, you know referring to astrology. But banning me from doing something is a guaranteed way of <laughs> <laughs> me bringing it in. So I became kind of this kind of like um, cloak and dagger astrologer, where I was talking about the phase of the moon or talking about you know what you can see in the sky or or whatever. And um, I started observing how my children learn. And I soon realized that if I could focus on their Jupiter, what I'm doing is I'm uh, eliminating the inner planets. And I'm just focusing on the planets that are my business. How a child learns and how they accept discipline, Jupiter and Saturn, is all I really need to know as a, a, um, a teacher. I don't need to be bothered about their personality aspects or anything like that. Uh, that's for the parents. For me, all I want to know about is how my children learn. And if you do it that way, uh, every single academic year has its own particular signature with Jupiter and Saturn. And that helped me enormously because as someone with Saturn and Pisces who finds organization difficult, Um, it just helped me focus on what was important and it helped me to narrow things down and it doesn't mean like uh, if I'm teaching Jupiter and Taurus students that I don't talk about things that pertain to Jupiter in Sagittarius it just means that I can focus on what what is relevant for them but also put in extra support in for what they might find challenging and that's how I worked as a a school teacher, and the other thing is, I work in uh, stages of development, and so I know that Jupiter return children uh, are undergoing all this brain development, and it's important to give them lots of opportunities to learn different languages, to um, incorporate lots of different uh, extracurricular stuff, so that they get that expansion of the of the brain that they're that they're meant to have at that age. Did you have
0: any? experience with students or with a cohort
1: that had a jupiter retrograde uh yes. Yeah, see no no retrograde i don't pay any mind to ah, <laughs> i don't think okay. that has a meaning okay yeah, what it does okay. affect though is the timing of things so mercury retrograde uh, i get really bored of mercury retrograde very quickly i have mercury retrograde <laughs> ah. <laughs> planet and it's angular and i don't i don't think that mercury retrograde has any meaning whatsoever and neither does uh jupiter retrograde or saturn retrograde but it does affect timing of events and that's what we got to look at interesting i i
0: find with a chart and a person that if they had jupiter retrograde i would ask you know do you find that you're you're good at learning on your own or having to teach yourself things and i've gotten confirmation on some of it for from i think most of most of them but it's 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 cool how we all have different parts that as astrologers we consider and parts that we don't
1: yeah, I'm particularly fussy about research, and and and, and I have not found that. Um, but, okay. but, you know, I mean, whatever whatever you think is, you know, we all have to find our, our way around things. I just think that it does affect timing, though. Yeah. In particular, that window between the first uh, Jupiter return and the first Saturn opposition, uh, which marks uh, astrological adolescence, it does make a difference in timing. For example, you can have a really long um, uh, distance between those two important points or it could be really short. Mm-hmm. And and I think that the the direction of the planets does have an effect on effect on that. And that is something to look at. But if someone says I got I got Jupiter retrograde, um I I, I don't see that it's relevant in, in teaching. Yeah. It might be relevant in a personality if you're looking at it that way. Right. right. But I don't think it's relevant in teaching. Right. And can you share a bit about the
0: Rohini, what you're doing with that, because one thing that Katanya mentioned is, um, you know, to bring astrology to children, and with the internet, that there is so much accessible out there, it's generally been, seems to be more a concern, not just for astrologers, but since we're talking about astrology, that the quality of astrology that young people are accessing and that IAA is a safe space to get high quality astrological education for children and that you also have involvement in, you know, ethics and safety
1: with your Rohini Academy. So at the moment, although I plan to expand um, Rohini Academy of Astrology is about uh, teaching uh, professional astrologers how they can work with parents and teachers to help develop children in an ethical way. And so the first rule of ethical, uh, ethical astrology is that you must never, ever have a child on your own without supervision from a parent. And um, so you're not interpreting a child's chart um, you're looking at jupiter and saturn cycles you're not looking at a child's personality you're not telling the parent oh this is how the child is mm-hmm. you are looking at ways of helping that child develop and you're accepting that you know you you can work with that those sort of um guidelines to help that child um, make the most of their lives um it's not about saying oh you got the moon and aries and you're selfish and you're Doing this other thing is looking at okay, you got Jupiter in Leo, so you know, a little bit of drama, um, taking some sort of um, production classes is going to help you, uh, develop as as a person. So, I am about the ethics. Um, I, I think that, um, this has been something that not many um, astrological organizations have taken up. Um, I've had really major arguments with some astrologers who think that. They are qualified to work with children's charts. Mm -hmm. And I just keep telling them, you know, you must be very, very careful. Because look at Prince Andrew. You know, he thinks that he's in a safe environment. He gets his picture taken with his arm around somebody who's underage, and suddenly it's a big thing. Uh, So you must be very careful working with um, children under the age of 18. And in fact, I would say never do it. Always have a parent uh, there with you. And some astrologers will say to me, but what if a child discloses something to you? And I've I've always said, well, that's exactly the reason why you want to have a parent there, Mm -hmm. because you want the parent to take responsibility, whereas you as an astrologer don't want that responsibility. Um, And uh, teachers uh, and counselors and whatever are are trained to deal with these kinds of difficulties that children can face, whereas the average astrologer Mm -hmm. is not. Uh, qualified to do yes. that and so usually it's yeah. really important and usually depending on
0: the state or the province but where I am it's a legal risk duty to disclose if there is anything that puts that child at risk
1: or somebody else absolutely and what is the average astrologer going to do with that disclosure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know who did they go to how did how did they Uh, deal with that do do they have the qualifications and um, as far as I know most astrologers don't have police clearance you know as a teacher I have to have police clearance Mm to be with um, uh, children under Mm the age of 18 Mm -hmm. most astrologers don't have that and they don't have the training Um, parents will say but I have uh, you know I have experience with children Um, and I'm going to say well I'm sorry I've uh, experience with fifty thousand children yeah. <laughs> in my career as a teacher, so I have a lot more experience. And and even if you're a, a parent and an astrologer, you don't have that experience, yeah. and you really need to protect your practice by um, not putting yourself in an awkward position. And um, uh, so I, I work an awful lot with ethics and and helping um, astrologers to uh, find those boundaries. Which might be quite kind of ironic with someone the in Pisces. But and, and what better
0: people to be teaching astrology to children than educators who, you know, have had experience in working with teaching like Catania, the Waldorf, like you in your in your state where you are? And can you share how some differences or like what you bring to the middle school or teenagers in the IAA courses? What is it that you try to kind of give them a taste of or impart?
1: So I'm, I'm a little bit different. Diff- I'm sorry, is that to me, to middle school? Um, either, either, who would oh, like to? Don't no worry. Um, I, I think for, for me, um, I mean, I would love to bring in music, but I also know that music is something that, um, kind of um, is left off the edge we don't sing in secondary school and I think that's a tragedy but um, I, I so I don't use so much music but I I use more um, practice and um, looking at charts and giving them a good taste of everything um, I, I look like to look at not only natal charts and, and transits but I want to look at harmonics and mundane astrology so i'm giving them a taster of everything so they're getting this uh well-rounded palette of of um of skills that they can eventually apply to um bring them into uh professional qualifications if they want it someday yeah
0: and and i love how you talk about how by high school depending on you know the individual but you know a lot of us are exposed to learning through music in kindergarten and and rhymes and so maybe if there are children who start with IAA children's courses when they come to you they'll they'll be accustomed to singing
1: when they yes, come uh, to definitely. you
0: because Katanya will be will be bringing the music and but you know it just made me think that that lyrics and the, the music that students are listening to, you know, astrology can be also applied to that maybe later on as, as a part of potential
1: high school exercise. And, um, you know, something that I think we need to address in the, in the astrology world is things like um, learning differentiation, you know, because the majority of astrologers that I know are highly intelligent, very well read um we do deal with some people that are the, on the autistic spectrum, but we don't have many deaf blind or you know however want to phrase those words. We don't have people with special needs that come into the astrology world, and I'd like to see us ad- uh, you know uh you know branch out and and be more inclusive with the different learning needs that are um that are out there that's that's really great
0: that you bring that up because part of the education training and something that educators should always have in mind is diversity that it's not a a business model it will never be a business model because in business you can say I'll take these quality you know blueberries but in in teaching that you 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 work with everybody you you can't say no you know like we'll we'll take these students in this class and no we can't in public systems i mean depends on the certain obviously private schools sometimes that have entrance exams but that last year Opa had an eye conference, and there was a most promising astrologer. And Venice Guy um, did sign language and was awarded the uh, the top most promising astrologer. So that 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 and that was those those grants, that grant was to help support uh signing and making astrology accessible to using american sign language from
1: what i understand so which is uh i gotta say which is different to british sign language yes which i don't think yeah. we have yet um um yeah. for example the um the american sign language is all done on one hand oh. uh, whereas the british sign language um a e i o u yeah. is done on two hands so um we don't I, as far as i know we don't have it over here um but i would love to see i would love to see it and and just the, the a, addressing different levels of um i guess that's my next step's really is thinking about how we can reach people of all um of all levels and um but i i don't think that at the moment we are you know uh, I assume that my students that come to the astrology course are able are at a, a certain standard of of reading and writing and, and and speaking but i I really want to change that lovely
0: and and Catania, I know that there are are with a Waldorf approach, you're also trying to it's very student- centered Can you <clears> share? Yeah. Can you share a bit about what, what students can expect in, in the IAA 1 to 3 and 4 to 6 classes? Oh,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. So we do work towards putting together a book of artwork, of writings, uh, p- perhaps the poems as well. And you had mentioned, you know, that they would be proficient in singing. I, I can't really guarantee you that. Uh, but I can say they would be exposed to some singing. And uh, what I found is, depending on the uh, the students that are in the class, it may need to be Um, adjusted so that some students may feel comfortable singing, others don't. We may do more word work, more uh, poetry, more verses, uh, as opposed to actual singing. We may do some creative storytelling together, kind of creating our own um, stories from the, the lessons that they've learned, the things that we've gone through. Uh, recreating something in a book that they can then refer to at a later date. Uh, it's very, um, there's, there's a wide range of abilities. And so there have been times uh, in my Waldorf classes where I would give a student something that they would add to as opposed to creating the whole page themselves. So if there is a student who has any learning differences or needs additional guidance in different ways, uh, those are things that can be addressed as well. Mm -hmm. I also really focus on um, making sure that, that what's being taught to them is looked at in terms of this may not apply to every person, kind of piggybacking on how, Alex, you were describing, well, I have this, you know, cancer son, but I don't act like a cancer son. Um, And really working with the children so that they don't pigeonhole themselves or pigeonhole other children, especially, you know, fourth, fifth grade. Sometimes they can get a little cliquish. It's just the developmental nature of the student. Um, And, but just giving them, you know, these, ways of looking at, okay, this is that the energy for Aries, but this doesn't mean that just because someone is an Aries that they're going to be exactly like this because human beings are complex. So really looking at it from that perspective. Uh, So those are some of the things that you can expect in the children's classes. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. And and i think that leads to the critical thinking skills that alex you build upon by exposing students to different contexts of astrology as well so that it's not like this is how it is it's exposing them and letting them maybe explore and and see for themselves is that would you
1: agree with that um, yes, and, and I think that because of the age that I teach, because of brain development that's going on, they're ready for that, whereas they're not quite so ready for it when they're younger. So i like to get them looking at different um, uh, theories and different ways of thinking about astrology. And I try to keep things open. Um, you know, I don't want to go into the whole sign houses debate. <laughs> um, I want to, I want them to. You know. Okay. Here's Placidus. Here's the whole signs. You know. Here's Regimentanus. Uh, this is how I work. Um, how does somebody else work? And so that they're getting a, a wide range of different types of astrologers and and how they work. And um, so therefore they can um start to think about how they want to proceed and also different types of astrologies for example um you know looking at the vedic system um you know i i always throw in nakshatras Mm. uh, for example but not overwhelming them with Mm -hmm. too many techniques so just uh you know for each lesson we look at different ways of how western astrologers work and and how other astrologers might um might also work in a different area of the world so uh for me i think it's about giving them lots of opportunities to explore and which is appropriate for the jupiter return and um the brain development that's going on in adolescence and and i would
0: think that perhaps a an adolescent after finishing the one of the courses they 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 would come away with some more self understanding perhaps
1: which is that would you Yes. well one of their one of their uh, assignments is to discuss their own chart Ooh. and whether or not they can actually own Ooh. uh their chart and you know like me uh you know I don't see myself as being a cancerian but so my son's is in cancer my moon is in leo but I was born at night so my moon is going to be stronger so uh, you know looking at those sort of um uh, things in their own chart and and discuss be able to discuss their chart, mm-hmm. and um I discourage them from uh looking at too many different um like celebrities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I try to get them to focus on their own chart. So the the final assignment is about their own chart and um, uh you know how they feel that they fit into that or the the or the chart fits into them. Um, so that's that's. That's kind of how I want them to use astrology, so that they understand themselves better, and that they can step away from that if they don't agree with it, and maybe at some point come back to it and think, well, okay, uh, maybe I didn't understand it back then, but now I see myself more growing it more into my chart than I did when I was back in in my younger years. And and that is something I.
0: I think echoes the IAA mission statement is to have students learn and explore and also to think and decide from the, themselves rather than, you know, this is how it works and to expose students to that, there that, that there are various approaches and practices and fields of,
1: of within astrology? I think we're all going to start with our own chart. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going to start with. And, and I think that, you know, with, uh you know, young uh, or adolescents in, in particular, you know, it's all about f- finding your own personality, finding your own expression, because that is what adolescence, adolescence all, is all about is, you know, finding your voice. And I think astrology can help you do that, but it can't do the work for you. You right. have to do the work. <laughs> if that makes any sort of sense, um, you you have to do the work into into it and and find and find your path through it. And it's and it's often a challenge. It can be painful, but that is part of growing up and accepting and and um, taking responsibility—a Saturn word for your path in life. I think that would be a really powerful time for an adolescent,
0: because they're going through that anyway, and then to have a tool there.
1: You're listening to The Cosmic Pulse from the International Academy of Astrology. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Ed Perrone. I'm the video archivist for the International Academy of Astrology, and I'd like to invite you to try our new video streaming service, Astrology Flix. Astrology Flix is like Netflix for astrology. Subscribers receive full access to a curated library of astrology lectures, workshops, mini-courses, and other material from some of the leading astrological minds of our time. Watch videos from Robert Hand, Rick Levine, Robert Schmidt, Samuel F. Reynolds, Donna Van Toen, Joni Patry, Nicholas Campion, and many, many more. We're adding new videos twice a month, so you'll always find something new and stimulating. Check us out at astrologyflix.com.
0: And for some, any parent or guardians who are hesitant or skeptical, and they may have a child, you know, primary, junior, intermediate, or, you know, secondary levels who are interested, is there, are there any, any points that you want to share about advantages for somebody's child to to take astrology that you want to drive home like if you were sitting in front of a parent in a parent interview and they said i have, my kid wants to take these astrology courses i don't know about that what do you what do you think what, what are they going to like how is that why should i invest Money to 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 let them learn this. Is there anything I, that I'd, I'd like to say something about that?
2: Mm-hmm. Um. So one of the things with, in Waldorf education is when to teach children certain things. So, for instance, they learn house building in third grade, and there's uh, the nine year change, which is a time when they maybe are feeling a little more disconnected from the whole and going through house building and building a house together uh, or or some type of structure and learning about how people throughout history built houses is something that that helps to navigate that that shift and that change and so in in Waldorf education if it if it were a Waldorf parent coming to me actually they would say yeah my kid wants to do this but isn't this against what you would teach and when you would teach this to uh, a Waldorf child. If I'm wanting to follow this type of teaching, isn't this against that? And I had that because my first career was teaching martial arts and people would say, oh, well, you shouldn't teach children Taekwondo. That's too much work in their limbs, according to Waldorf education. And, And part of what happens with teaching astrology to young children, why we designed at least the younger years courses the way we did was to, to mitigate some of that direct instruction that can kind of get them too much into their thinking and too much into their head and, and, um, and that age group from that um, holistic standpoint is really more in their heart. Um, and so to try to mitigate some of that in terms of aligning it with, because we're using the Waldorf methods to align it with Waldorf education a little bit more. Um, so I would assure a parent that, you know, I'm, I'm going to work really hard to make sure that, you know, I'm not over teaching, not taking them, giving them too much information or, um, you know, too much a- away from just having that real, you um, mundane experiential uh, immersive experience and learning as opposed to what I would expect from a middle school or a high school experience to be of much more of that direct instruction and that thinking piece and analyzing your own chart that type of thing is is what you would look at even in in a Walder school. Um, and and I would say children are oftentimes led to, the things that they need to do, and children who learn to read early in Waldorf education, we don't, reading is taught kind of upside down, so the decoding isn't taught until second grade, Um, but some children come to us learning, they know how to read in first grade, and their parents are having to uh, look at the book ahead of time, and decide whether or not the content is okay for their first grader, (laughs) because their first grader can read so well, and And just because a child can do something or is interested in something outside of a traditional world of curriculum doesn't mean it's not for them. And as the parent, it really is their ultimate um, goal. And I feel like it's their, I'm just going to say it, divine given uh, uh, traits to know what's best for their child, Um, but also to look at their child and say, you know, well, what are you doing? And maybe this is something good for you. And to observe how it affects them as they go, it's kind of thinking of if I'm watering a plant and giving it sunlight and it's drooping. So if I'm letting my child take this um, astrology class and they start kind of wilting or getting stressed out or over worrying or or maybe it's not the right thing for them. And so pulling, pulling back. Um, but yeah, anytime I feel like as a parent, that's our, that's what we've been given. That's our divine tasks to, to know what's best for our children, to support our children and to be there for them. If they start to wilt and, and help them to grow more, um, with more strength and, and grace.
1: Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. Alex did you well to- in the adolescence <laughs> we're worried about a far more different <laughs> <laughs> absolutely realm. um so um you know for a parent who comes to me wanting to you know what uh, we bring to the table um you know I I got I have a very cross-curricular approach so you're gonna learn math you're gonna learn English and how to speak and listen and you're going to um a little bit of science involved in there and, and as we talk about the uh the um uh critical thinking um but obviously adolescence um sexual development is something that is very important um and um something that needs to be discussed but not necessarily in my class but it it's something that has to be brought into um in, into the development and and I have to say, in my in in my in my astrology class, that's not something that I cover. But I would also say, if a parent asked me this question about you know how children develop, I, I'm going to say, well, you know, thirteen years old is the most difficult age because they have the the Jupiter return at eleven to twelve years old, but then Jupiter makes that uh, transiting sextile to its anal position, as well as the first Ptolemaic aspect from an outer planet. And that's Uranus sextile, it's nandal position. So we have this extra dose of defiance and um, learning development that goes on at 13 years old. And I tell parents, you know, you must have the talk with your child before this happens, what you expect around um, uh, commitments and um, sexuality and, you know, boundaries, right? Relationships. Yep. And boundaries and relationships. And just in general, just, you know, your expectations as a parent, because once the child reaches that stage of development, they stop listening to authority figures and they start talking to them, the the peers around them, Mm -hmm. and they start making their own boundaries. And I will tell you (laughs) that the peers are the worst place to go to for information. Right? <laughs> so the parents and the teachers must have this talk with the children before they reach the stage. So, you know, we have a different focus um, completely uh, as children get older and they start finding finding their paths um, through relationships um, and adolescence. Um, and this is something else I, I cover in um, my classes with um, Rohini Academy of Astrology and, and, and um, Child Development. And parents, I I think that's really interesting that you you
0: talked about that example and and talking about Jupiter because I remember and I have to find the source. It just it just came to my memory that somewhere I I don't know if it was a psychologist on TV. This is like in the 90s or somewhere around there. That um, I don't know if it was on Oprah but that the values and the teachings that a child has, it's really important to kind of establish that before, you know, by like 12. And I think that connects to the Jupiter that like, just what you said, that if those haven't been imparted that, that Jupiter sextile Uranus time, you know, Uranus, that's like, can be impulses or sudden changes taking more risks like if you're trying to impart those at that point that's the time to have done that was before so that they have those values and decision making you know right and wrong kind of because that's when those things are tested in in that adolescent adolescent time and I think another really attractive pro for for having a child learn about astrology is if they want to, they're curious, and and that's hard to to impart, like to motivate. And so, if that spark or that interest, or that curiosity, is already there. And astrology ties, like you said, to so many other subjects, like there's math in there when you get to chart calculations, and there's history, and there's social studies or culture, and literature, myth, archetypes, science, like it it, it just encompasses, It, it's such a great vehicle to, to, to understand or you know, see life. So those, those are all great, great convincing points, because it just can help a child be more motivated in their regular school, because then there's like a purpose that they have. You know, like, grade 12, why am I learning calculus? Well, Kepler (laughs) used calculus to figure out the position of the planets.
1: Yeah, it's always a great reference point. And I'll um, and just uh, to bring this in too, um, there is a gender divide. And I know it's, gender is a, a, a big dividing issue. Um, but there is a gender divide in that girls develop before boys. Uh, in, uh, with the brain development, we we see about a year difference. So girls experience uh, education far differently than boys around the uh, 10, 11 Point, um, you know. So while girls want to settle down and study, boys are want to pinging bra straps and they want, to, you know, to to um, you know, mess around and they don't understand, you know, uh, things around privacy and and keeping your hands to yourself. And you know, we're we're talking a lot about this now. Um, uh, yeah. And 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 I think that uh, you know astrology can help us understand this. Uh, going back to the Uranus Jupiter sexiles and things like that. So there is a broad-ranging scope of things that be, can be brought up with astrology. And, um, yeah, I just think that there are so, much, so many opportunities to, because the classes are smaller in uh, IAA, um, there's so many things that we can talk about. And it doesn't just have to be about hardcore astrology. It can be also about development and um, self-awareness and awareness of others.
0: Yeah that thank you for those final thoughts the the classes there is a consent to to agree to have the classes like that they are recorded is that correct as well
1: they are recorded yes yeah yeah. Um, i I will not have a a session with that with a Mm -hmm. child that's not recorded (laughs) it has to be recorded any any other
0: final thoughts that I mean, thank you so much for sharing about your background and your pedagogical approaches and philosophies. I I wish that this was here when I was a kid or a teenager, because I'd be signing up. Well, I mean, I already did sign Everybody up. Everybody says myself.
1: this to to me, anyway. <laughs> you know, I wish that I had this class when I was when I was young. But so you know, it's out there, and you know, for your grandchildren and nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. you know, here we are. We're professionally trained know we're not just some clowns off the street <laughs> we are You're <laughs> trained we're educators. Teachers. <laughs> who are also
0: astrologers so what a beautiful blend so thank you so much for joining us for the Aries cosmic pulse and for listeners our next one will be at the cancer ingress in July June I June 21st yes It's
2: <laughs> like <address. I'm>, uh oh <laughs> thank you so much for having us
1: yes yeah, thank you thank very you. much we're making plans for the next adolescent course uh, so I'm not sure when Wonderful. it's going to be but we are making plans and and uh um yeah it will it have more astronomy or that
0: kind of approach or you don't have to answer now but
1: yeah well, um i'm I'm I've just been looking at charts with my with my students. Um, but I, I do want to do more, you know, sort of eye in the sky sort of approach yes. to um, astronomy and sky stories, which I really love, and um, not just charts, uh, because I had a small number of students that were obviously um, uh, very um highly intellectual. Uh, I, I had that t- had to cater to them, but I'm hoping that I have a broader spect- spectrum of learning abilities.
0: So you can find out more about the children's courses, and they will they run like in June? Is that the typical time
1: they're they're offered? For me, it's summertime. Uh, yeah. I did my last course over summer, so three. I think I I did three months over the the, the summer break. Okay. And in, in Catania? Um,
2: the younger ages would probably be end of June or beginning of July. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's four to, it depends on the age, but four to six
0: weeks. Wonderful. So listeners can find out more at astrocollege.org. And we're also on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find Alex Trenoweth also online do you want to share your
1: your site Alex I'm very creatively called Alex on <laughs> Facebook Instagram Twitter <laughs> and check out My website
0: <laughs> and check out her her books and you can find Catania also on the IAA instructor site yes okay Thank you, and I'm your host, Jenna Ingress. Thank you, everyone.
1: You've been listening to The Cosmic Pulse from the International Academy of Astrology. New episodes are released at the solstices and equinoxes. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, as well as at astrologyflix.com. See you next time. Hello, I'm Ina Stanley. I'm the founder of the International Academy of Astrology. And I'd like to thank you for listening to our podcast, The Cosmic Pulse. If you'd like to find out more about our certification program in astrology or all of our other activities, please visit our website at astrocollege.org.